This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Before we move on to our next story, I want you to listen to a soundbite. Russia is ready to start these supplies. The ball is in the EU's court, so to say. If they want to, just let them open the tap and that's it. You know him. That's the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. To put his comment in context, Putin was talking about gas supplies. Rather, resuming Russian gas supplies to Europe. And like you heard him say, the ball is in the EU's court. If they want to, then the taps can be turned on. What taps are we talking about here? The taps of the Nord Stream. The same Nord Stream that's become a flashpoint in the Ukraine war. Allow me to give you a little background now. Nord Stream is Russia's largest gas pipeline to Europe. This is an undersea pipeline. It is 1,200 kilometers long and stretches from the Russian coast near St. Petersburg to northeastern Germany. The Nord Stream was opened back in 2011. What was its capacity? The Nord Stream can send up to 170 million cubic meters of gas per day. A similar project has been built parallel to the Nord Stream and it's called the Nord Stream 2. Now, Nord Stream 2 was supposed to become operational in 2022. But as we all know, that never happened. Because when Russia invaded Ukraine, Germany halted its approval for Nord Stream 2. And now, like I was saying, the Nord Stream project has become a flashpoint in the war. The West claims that Russia is weaponizing energy. The Kremlin denies this. In June, Russia cut Nord Stream 1 supplies by 75%. In July, the line was closed down for 10 days. Because of maintenance, that's what Russia said. One month later, Nord Stream 1 was shut down entirely. This time, Russia cited equipment problems. And with September came a development no one saw coming. Leaks were detected in both the Nord Stream 1 and the Nord Stream 2. The West cried sabotage. Putin called it an act of international terrorism. Listen in. There's no doubt this was an act of international terrorism. Now, Russia says preparing the pipelines will take up to a year, but it is ready to supply gas through the sole undamaged link of the Nord Stream 2. My question is, does Europe want Russian gas? Before the war, Europe relied on Russia for more than 40% of its gas imports. But a lot has changed since then. Estimates say that Russia has cut its gas supplies to the EU by almost 88%, and this has not been easy for the consumers. For one, wholesale prices of gas in Europe have more than doubled, doubled. We have been telling you about Europe's energy crisis for months now. So to answer the previous question, does Europe need gas, Russian gas? Yes, it does, certainly. But will it accept Russian gas? Now, that's the more complicated question. Germany has an answer. Here's what the government spokesperson said. I'm quoting. Independently of the possible sabotage of the two pipelines, we have seen that Russia is no longer a reliable energy supplier and that even before the damage to Nord Stream 1, 
there was no longer any gas flowing. Let me tell you what he's saying. In other words, Germany is saying no to Russian gas. Its reserves are almost full, so it has enough gas to get through the winters. But only and only if it exercises frugality. A plan is already in place. Germany is limiting the use of heating in public buildings. There is also a limit on lighting. Spain has come up with a similar curb. In fact, there is a pan-EU deal to cut gas usage by some 15%. Now, Putin may have seen Germany's rejection coming because he has a backup plan in place already. Putin has reached out to the Turkish president, Erdogan. Russia wants to export more gas to Europe via Turkey, basically make it the new supply hub of Russian gas. And by doing so, maintain Russia's hold on European energy, the European energy market. But nitty-gritties aside, the bigger question here is, why is Putin offering what he is? Why is he changing his mind? Why does the Russian president want to resume gas supplies to Europe? Is it about money from the gas sale? Or about coming across as a bigger person in this war, about optics? We can't answer that. So we put this question to Fred Weir. He's a political analyst. He joined me earlier from Moscow. Listen in to what he said. I think it's a combination of things, but gas is not Russia's biggest earner. Oil is. And um, until a couple of weeks ago, Russia was playing a complicated game with Europe, especially Germany, uh, around the Nord Stream pipelines. It was cutting off the supplies in order to put on pre political pressure um, and holding out the possibility of restoring those supplies if uh, political concessions would be made. And then somebody overturned the whole game by blowing up those pipelines and Russia lost all of its leverage. So I think what Putin is trying to do now is restore that leverage, the, the ability to turn on the gas for Europe if they're more uh, cooperative and friendly toward Russia. Um, that's what this is about. The, the Turkstream pipeline has existed for some time, for a few years. It's been in operation. It's much, much smaller in capacity than the Nord Stream lines were, but it can probably be expanded. Uh, Turkey can be brought in as a partner. I think that's what Putin and Erdogan were talking about. Um, and therefore, it can become Turkey's uh, responsibility. Um, and so Russia, Russia is trying to restore leverage. That's what this is all about. You heard him. Russia is trying to restore its leverage. That's what experts are saying. Well, it's actually quite a mixed offer that Vladimir Putin has. On one hand, he's ready to send gas to Europe. And on the other, he's already talking about restricting energy resources to countries, capping energy prices. Which are these countries? The G7. The world's seven largest economies have pledged to put a cap on the price of Russian oil. We are talking about the likes of France, Germany, Italy, the same European countries that Putin is offering gas to. And here's what he has to say about them. We will not supply energy resources to countries which will cap its prices. To those who prefer card sharpers tricks and shameless blackmail to business partnership and market schemes. 
So what's one to make of all this? Your guess is as good as mine. We'll of course be tracking all the updates and bringing you to them.